All right, Jabosai, good morning. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors. So thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Shvat, the Elba Mishpacha, for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in commemoration of the yard site of beloved husband and father, Jerry, Yaakov Kapol ben Avram Menachem Zichorn Lebrachon, to thank our Tamatora sponsor for Shvat, Mrs. Bracha Strimber, in loving memory of her husband, Avi Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi. We thank our week of learning sponsors, Gail and Doug Stanger, in honor of their grandson, Etl Mordechai Weinberg, who will emerge Hashem become a bar mitzvah in Merz Hashem this coming Shabbos, this coming Thursday in Merz Hashem and Shabbos. We thank the Stangers for that dedication. And motion, motion Devara Werdesheim for Rafua Shlema for Yara Galit Bas Shai Etel. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, Kol Chole Yisrael have a complete and enduring Rafua. All of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah. And the Merit Hashem, we should all have continued Nachas from our children as they reach different milestones in their Yiddishkeit. And I'll say with that, let us begin. So today's daf is Ayin Aleph 71. It's a really exciting daf. Today we are picking up in Merit Hashem on Ayin Amad Bey's 70B, four lines up from the bottom, Amar Ula. So the Gemara says as follows, Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Shlamim Sheshachtan Me'erev Yamtiv, Eina Yotzei Bohem, Lomishim Simcha, Lomishim Chagiyah. So let's remember again, we were introduced in yesterday's daf to a number of different karbanos that are brought over the course of the regalim. So Ula says over here as, as, as follows, that if you have shlamim, you have a regular carbon shlamim that was set aside before yamtiv, and you decide to go ahead and shecht it on Erev Yamtiv. So one does not fulfill their obligation with that Shlamim, neither for Shalmei Simcha or Shalmei Chagig. Remember, we saw this in yesterday's daf. Shalmei Chagig, Rabbi is that every single time there is a mitzvah legal, aliyah regal, there are certain, certain staple offerings you must bring. Amongst those offerings is what's called Shalmei Chagig, special Shlamim. To accompany, shlamim for the yamtiv. Then there's what's called shlamim simcha. Shlamim simcha, I will say, are there to ensure that you have meat every day of yamtiv. The mitzvah we fulfill with meat, and therefore the shlamim simcha are there to provide meat, regular consumption, regular consumption while you, during during the yamtiv. So now what, the, what what Rabbi Elazar is saying is as follows: that if you were to go ahead and shecht a shlamim on erev yamtiv, that shlamim cannot count. Neither towards your Shalmei Chagiga obligation, we'll call your Chagiga obligation, Shalmei Chagiga obligation, nor towards your Shalmei Simcha. So the Gemara explains why. And he also says, It won't count towards your Shalmei Simcha. Why not? Because the Pasuk says, You shall offer and you shall rejoice. But you know, Zvicha, top of Ayin Aleph, Beshas Simcha, Beleka. The offering must take place at the time of Simcha. And of course, that is lacking. Because if you're shechting in this particular Shlomim, prior to Yom Tiv, there is no, it's not yet the Zman of Simcha. The Zman of Simcha is on Yom Tiv itself. So if you're shechting it before Yom Tiv, then by definition, you are shechting it before the Zman of Simcha. Chagiga, Furthermore, this karban, this shlamim that is shechted on Erev Yom Tiv, will not count towards your Shalmei Chagiga. Why not? Because we will say, remember again, the Shalmei Chagiga is an obligatory offering. And any obligatory offering must come from Chulin. We will say, meaning what? 
Remember, the case over here is you are taking a carbon on Erev Yom Tiv that is a shlamim. And now what you're doing is you're taking that shlamim and you're trying to repurpose it either for the sake of shlami simcha or shlami chagiga. It won't work, says Rabbi Elazar, because for shlami simcha, because shlami simcha v'zavachta v'samachta. You can only fulfill your obligation for shlami simcha during the time of, sim- during the time of simcha, i.e. on Yom Tiv itself. You're shechting this carbon on Erev Yom Tiv. Therefore, it won't work. Furthermore, it can't work for your Shami Chagiga. Why not? Because Shami Chagiga are an obligatory offering. An obligatory offering cannot come from previously consecrated animals. It has to come from something that is chulin and now being used to satisfy your obligation. But to use something that was already dedicated for a particular sacrificial purpose and now repurpose it for Shalmei Chagiga will not work. So since over here you're dealing with an animal that is already a Shlamim on Erev Yom Div, you cannot fulfill your obligation for Shami Chagiga with an animal that was already consecrated for a different purpose. Le'un Mesayel, let's bring a proof. So we'll say this is the Shita of Rabbi Elazar, at least as it's stated now. We'll see an alternate version of this in just a little bit. But as it's being stated now, Halacha Lameis Rabbi Elazar is saying, is if you shecht a shlamim on Erev Yom Tiv, and you want it to count for your shlami chayiga or for your shlami simcha, it doesn't work either way. Let's support this idea. We'll say an interesting Gemara. V'hayisa ach sameach. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says by Sukkis, and you will be joyful. Now, I will say the word ach is extra there, and therefore comes to make a drasha. Rabos, you will really, the way the Pasuk reads is, you will also be basimcha. The ach, the also, comes to include shmini atzeres. Shmini atzeres, literally on the last night of yamtiv, that there is a mitzvah of simcha. On Shmini Atzeres as well. So the Gemara says, Ata Omer Rishon. So how do you know? Maybe, maybe why do you assume that it comes to include Shmini Atzeres? Maybe it's coming to teach you that there's a mitzvah of Simcha on the first night of Yom Tiv. Ach Therefore, the pasuk Ach comes ultimately again to distinguish. So I will say, so interestingly enough, the, the word Ach is coming to include, according to the Gemara now, coming to include the night of Shemini Atzeres and coming to exclude the first night of Yom Tiv. That on the first night of Yom Tiv, there is no mitzvah of Simcha. I, the Gemara says, my time, why would the first night of Yom Tiv be excluded from the biblical obligation of Simcha? Lav mishum de'in lo b'mayismach. So we'll say this is incredible. The Gemara says, very simple. We'll say, remember again, when the Torah speaks out simcha, simcha is a reference to what? Reference to what? Meat. What type of meat? Sacrificial meat. So the Gemara says, now it makes a lot of sense. You can't have a mitzvah simcha on the first night. Why not? Why not? There's no way to have shalmei simcha on the first night of Yom Tiv. Why is there no way to have shalmei simcha? Because we'll say, you can't shech the karbanas once Yom Tiv start, because you don't have karbanas that night. <laughs> Furthermore, based on what Rabbi Lazar just said, you also can't what? You can't shech shalmei simcha on Erev Yom Tiv either, right? Shalmei simchas, or shalmei simchas, I guess shalmei, shalmei simcha, that are, that are shech on Erev Yom Tiv don't count for the obligation of Shami Simcha on Yom Tiv itself. Therefore, it must be that the first night of Yom Tiv technically has no obligation of Simcha, simply because you can't go ahead and there. I will say, Maisha, give me a puzzled look. You following this? No, no, you can't. You can't shech the Karbanos at night. First night of Yom Tiv. 
First night of Yom Tiv. Remember, I will say, to be very clear, we're talking about one very specific time. So it must be, Avaisa Ach Sameach is coming to include Shmini Atzeres night. Because Shmini Atzeres night, I can't have Shalmi Simcha. Why? Why? Because that day, remember, we call it Oshan Rabbah, the last day, the last day of Sukkis. So I could do that. But it could very well be that maybe on the first night of Yom Tiv, there is no biblical obligation of Simcha, only because, according to Belazar, there is no way to have, because remember again, we're defining simcha in a very narrow scope. That simcha means shalmei simcha. Interestingly enough, on the first night of Yom Tif, there's just no way to have shalmei simcha. You can't shecht it at night, because we don't shecht karbanos at night. And you can't shecht it on Erev Yom Tif, because Rabbi Lazar says you can't do shalmei simcha on Erev Yom Tif. To which Yomar says, lo, lo, it's not what it means, lo. Kedetani taima. The Yomar says, there's another reason why Vayisa Ach Sameach includes Shemini Atzeres and not the first night. Marois l'rabos l'li Yom Tav Ha'achron, u'lohotzi l'li Yom Tav Why would you think to include the night of Shemini Atzeres and exclude the first night of Simcha from the mitzvah of Yom Tiv. Mar b'ani leili Yom Tov ha'acharon sh'yish simcha lefanov u'motzi ani leili Yom Tov ha'rishon sh'in simcha lefanov is a different chash, but another Yerush Shalmei Simcha. It makes sense to include the last night of Yom Tov, meaning Shemini Atzeres night, because it is preceded by days of Simcha and to exclude the first night of Yom Tiv, which is not precluded from any time of Simcha. So I will say, so the Gemara therefore says that Halacha Lamaisa has nothing to do with Shalmei Simcha. In other words, the fact, maybe the fact, the, the, the Mitzias may be true, which is that Shemini Atzeres night has a mitzvah of Simcha, and maybe the first night of Yom Tiv doesn't have a we'll see, we'll see, we don't pass in this way. There's a mitzvah of Simcha already on the first night of Yom Tiv, we just fulfill it in different ways. But even if you want to go with this idea that there is no mitzvah on the first night of Yom Tiv, maybe it has nothing to do with Shalmei Simcha. Maybe it just has to do with the fact that it makes sense to include the night of Shemini Atzeres because the previous seven days had Simcha. So it makes sense to be Mamshich, to continue that Simcha through the end of Yom Tiv. Versus on the first night of Yom Tiv, which is the brand new beginning, there is no preceding mitzvah of Simcha. So perhaps the mitzvah of Simcha doesn't actually begin until the next day. Again, we'll come back to the Simcha idea, but either way, remember, the Gemara is trying to bring this as a rayat Rebelazer. So Rebelazer is saying that halacha lemaisa, you cannot go ahead and shecht a shlomim on Erev Yom Tiv and have that count towards either your shami chagiga or your shami simcha. Master of Yosei, Sar Yosei, raise the cash on a belazer. Chagigas, Arbasa, Yotze, Ba Mishum Simcha, Vein Yotze, Ba Mishum Chagiga. Wow, so the Gemara says, Rav Yosef brings up, brings up Raisa, and it says that a Chagiga that you offer up on the 14th. Now I will say, what does that mean, a Chagiga you offer up on the 14th? There's no Chagiga on the 14th. What it means is, Ishlamim, that you offer up as a Chagiga on Erev Yom Tiv, Halacha Rav Yosef says, that it works. Yotzei Bamushum Simcha, it could count towards your Shami Simcha. But remember again, our terms here are very important. The Shami Simcha are just the animals that you shecht over the course of Yom Tiv. They're Shlamim to provide you with meat. To provide you with meat. So it satisfies your obligation for Shami Simcha, but it will not work for Chagiga, for your Shami Chagiga. Says the Gemara, but one second. Amai, why should it work for Shami Simcha? Remember, Rabbi Loza said what? Vizavachta, Vizamachta. Vizavachta, Vizamachta. You could only go ahead and do this Vicha. Do offer up the carbon at the time of Simcha and Yom Tiv itself. Va'amai says the Gemara, Haba inon zvicha b'shas simcha v'leka. 
No, 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 what's the case? You're right, you're right. The case that they're referring to over here is a shlamim that you designated on Erev Yom but in fact, you didn't end up shechting it until Yom Tev itself. So it's not really a raya for or against Rebbe Lazar. This appears to be clear. Because if you don't say this, Who is the author of this price? Ben Tema. It's Ben Tema. Ben Tema ha-pasla la-belina. And I will say Ben Tema ultimately again, as we will discuss, invalidates a carbon like this with lina, lina remaining overnight. Shmamina, ultimately, again, therefore, it must be, well, again, we'll discuss this sheet of Ben Tema in just a little bit. So the Gemara says, therefore, you see from here that the case in the Brisa is not a case where you actually shechted the shlamim on Erev Yomtiv, but rather, it's where you designated the shlamim on Erev Yomtiv, didn't end up shechting it ultimately again until Yom Tiv itself. Okay? Because you're also, remember again, just very simply, according to Ben Tema, if you were to go ahead and shecht it on Erev Yom Tiv, that, that carbon would become invalidated over the course of that first night, which would then preclude you ultimately from eating it over the rest of the th- day of the 15th. So therefore, the Gemara says, ultimately, not a shayla. Massive Rabbah. So Rabbah raises another kasha. Interesting case. Hahalel vasimcha shmona. Most listen to this. For Yom Tiv, hal, the mitzvah of Halal and Simcha extend over all eight days. All eight days. Remember again, the eighth days, of course, is reference to Sukkis. Remember, we'll say again, without getting into it now, but remember, Sukkis is comprised of Sukkis and Shemini Atzeres, and in certain respects, they are looked at as one Yom Tiv, one unit of Yom Tiv. In other respects, Shemini Atzeres is looked at as a Ragel Bifne Atzmo, a Yom Tiv unto, its, unto itself. So the Gemara stands over here as follows. So you have Halal V'Simcha Shmona. So over the course of Sukkot, there's an obligation of Halal and Simcha over all eight days. So says the Gemara, Vi Amrit Ba'ino Zvicha B'Sham Simcha. Then I'll see, if you go with Rabbi Lazar's approach, that you require Zvicha B'Shas Simcha, which means that you could only go ahead and offer up your Shalmei Simcha on Yom Tiv itself, you'll have many times where you won't have eight days of Simcha. Remember again, the Gemara is assuming that the definition of Simcha is what? Is what? Consumption of Shalmei Simcha. We have a very narrow scope of Simcha right now. So now I have a Gemara that tells me that Allah is the midst of Simcha, i.e. consumption of Shalmei Simcha, Applies eight days. Gemara says, "Well, one second, that's not necessarily true, because if you subscribe to Rabbi idea of v'zavachta v'samachta, that ultimately, again, it is only during the time of Simcha and Yom Tiv that you could shech shami chagiga, shami Simcha, excuse me. So then, you may have many situations where the mitzvah of Simcha will only apply for seven days. For example, where the Gemara says, "Kigon shechal Yom Tov Rishon liyos b'Shabbos." What's a very simple case? If the first day of Yom Tov falls out on Shabbos, then what? Everyone agrees about that. When the first day of Yom Tov falls out on Shabbos, then what? You can't shecht Shalmei Simcha on Shabbos. Right? The said, there are Karbonos that are Docha Shabbos, but not Shalmei Simcha. So you could easily have, and I will say, you could easily have, and by the way, there's always a Shabbos over the course of Sukkis. Right? So really, when do you ever have or if, if you define, if you accept the principle of vizavachta vizamachta, that ultimately you could only offer up shami simcha on Yom Tiv itself, and you define that the mitzvah of simcha is consumption of shalmei simcha, 
then halacha lemaisa, you're not going to have eight days of simcha. By definition, Shabbos is on one of those days, and you can't offer up shamei simcha. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, Amrav Yehuda, Amrav Huna Braid Rav Yehuda, misamcho b'siirei haragalim. Interesting enough, Rabbi says, you know, in that case, in that case, on Shabbos, essentially, what we do is we go ahead and the simcha is provided through the Seirah Haragalim. The Seirah Haragalim is a reference to the Chatos offerings, the Chatos Satsibor, right? The communal Chatos offerings that are offered up, those provide the simcha. So Gemara says, what? There's two problems with that approach. Problem number one, Chada, the Seirah Haragalim, Chayne Echalin, First of all, say, when you offer up that Chatos, that it's true. You're allowed to offer up that those those communal chatos offerings on yamtiv, but you can't prepare the meat. You can't cook the meat. So how do you eat it? So the only way to eat it would be to eat it raw. Well, to eat raw meat does not satisfy the mitzvah of simcha. The mitzvah of simcha is only satisfied if one eats cooked meat. For furthermore, so I'll say. So number one is even if you want to say that the chatos at Sibur could go ahead and provide the simcha on Shabbos. On Yom Tov that falls on Shabbos. Remember, the only license I have with the Chatos is to shecht it, not to prepare it. The mitzvah of Simcha is through consumption, and it's only called the mitzvah de consumption if what? If Halacha Lamaisa, if Halacha Lamaisa, it's prepared, but you can't prepare it on Shabbos. Furthermore, second question, Va'od, Kohanim Ochlin, Kohanim Ochlin. Well, so the only people who eat the Chatos are the Kohanim. So it's very nice for the Kohanim, the Shabbamasmechim. And what will, what will the rest, what will the Yisraelim, how do they find their simcha on this Shabbos of Yom Tiv? So which Rapapa says, the mitzvah of simcha need not only be fulfilled with sacrificial meat, but the mitzvah of simcha could be fulfilled in other ways as well. For example, clean clothing and good wine or aged wine. Aged wine. So we'll say this is very important. So the Gemara says, even if you adapt, even if you adapt Rabbi Loza's principle, which is v'zavachta v'samachta, that ultimately, again, shalmei simcha can only be shechted on Yom Tiv itself, right? B'shah simcha. It doesn't mean to say that the only way, the only mechanism for simcha are karbanos. In other words, in the absence of karbanos, there are other opportunities as well. So therefore, technically speaking, if you were to have a situation where shami simcha could not be offered up, and I both say, this loops back. For example, we pass in that halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa on the first night of Yom Tiv, there is a mitzvah of simcha. So what happens if you hold the Rabbi Lazar's principle of v'zavachta v'samachta? So then how do you, so remember again, on the first night of Yom Tiv, you're going to be a little bit stuck. Because according to Rabbi Lazar, you can't offer up shami simcha on Erev Yom Tiv. So how do you have simcha on the first night of Yom Tiv, according to Rabbi Lazar? And the answer is, the answer is, a good bottle of wine. A good bottle of wine, right? That's the answer to many of life's problems. As well as a good bottle of wine, halacha again, says you could go ahead and have simcha like that. Or ksus nikia, a nice article of clothing. Good. So now the Gemara, ki asravin, amrab alazar, so we'll say, now Ravin comes along, and Ravin comes along and offers up an alternate version of Rabbi Lazar. And we'll say the actual, the opposite version. Amrab alazar, shlamim sheshachtan me'erav yamtiv, yotzei bahem yishom simcha, so we'll say now, in this version of Rabbi so Rabbi Lazar pivots a little bit in one area. But we'll remember again, in the first version of Rabbi Lazar, Ula's version of Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar held that Shlomim that are shakted on Erev Yamtiv cannot count neither for Shalmei Chagiga or for Shalmei Simcha. 
In Ravin's version, we pivot a little bit. Shlomim sheshachtam the erev yomtiv yotze bahem mishum simcha ve yotze bahem mishum chagiga. Oh, but let's say a little bit of an alternate version. In this version, Rabbi Lazar holds, if you shecht shlamim on erev yomtiv, they can count towards your shalmei simcha, but not towards your shalmei chagiga. So we'll say, remember again the distinction. Shami Chagiga are part of the sacrificial order of Aliyah Laregel. Shami Simcha are there to ensure that you have a proper supply of meat. So we'll say, we even hear a distinction. So therefore, Abelazah will say, I can go ahead and shech the Shlomim on Erev Yamtiv for Shami Simcha, not for Shami Chagiga. Let's explain. So the Gemara says, so why is it that if you shech the shlom on erev yomtiv, you could be yotzi because of shami simcha? Very simple. Lo ba'inar zvicha b'shas simcha. But say it's a very simple cheshbon because halacha ma'iskon. Rabbi Lazar holds we don't darshan v'zavachta v'samachta. We don't darshan that v'zavachta v'samachta. That halacha ma'isa again you don't require zvicha b'shas simcha. However, again, you cannot go ahead and fulfill your obligation for Chagiga, Shami Chagiga, why not? Because this goes back to what we said before. This, this piece of logic remains intact. I will say, whenever you bring an obligatory offering, an obligatory offering must come from a chulin, an unconsecrated animal. The problem with going ahead and taking a shlamim on Erev Yom Div and using it for Shami Chagiga, is you're taking an animal that is already, we'll call it sacrificially purposed in one direction, and now you're repurposing it in another direction. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So therefore, I will say, again, according to this version, which we'll see is the version that the Rambam accepts, we'll see inside in just a moment, Halacha Lamaisa, you can shecht a Shlomim on Erev Yamtiv, and it could count towards your Shami Simcha, but not towards your Shami Chagiga. Which I will say, by the way, now we're going to see the, the rest of the conversation flows into this. So the Gemara says, Meisve, going to raise kasha, first white line, Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph, Vayisa Ach Sameach, the Pasuk says, you should be Basimcha. Now remember, I'll go, so remember, Ach comes to include slash exclude. So the Gemara says, Rabos, Levi Amtava Ach on the Simcha. In this case, it comes to include the last night of Yom Tov, the night of Shemini Atzeres, that there is a mitzvah of Simcha on the night of Shemini Atzeres. Sa'at Omer the Rabos, Leili Yom Tov HaAchron, Ina El Rabos, Leili Yom Tov HaRishon. So what's the youth say, say is coming to include the last night of Yom Tov. Maybe he's coming to include the first night of Yom Tov, to which the Gemara says, Talmud Lomar, Ach Chilek, my time Why is that? Lav Mishum, so we'll say, why would you say that the first night of Yom Tiv is not included in the midst of Simcha? So it's because maybe you have nothing to be B'Simcha with. So we'll say, so remember again, why do you have nothing to be B'Simcha with? Because you might have thought, again, there is no ability to have Shami Simcha on the first night of Yom Tiv. So ultimately we say that's not the case. Rather, why is it that we come to include the, fir- the last night of Yom Tiv over the first night of Yom Tiv? So we'll say ultimately the Gemara says, the Gemara says that I come to go ahead and include the last night of Yom Tiv because it has been preceded by seven days of Yom Tiv. So again, logically, it makes sense to be mamshich it, as a, to continue it, as opposed to the first day of Yom Tiv, which is panim chadoshos ba'olakhan, it's new simcha, there's no simcha that preceded. I will say, we pass in that halacha lamaisa, 
We pass back halacha l'maisa that there is a mitzvah of yamtiv. I'm sorry, there's a mitzvah of simcha even on the first night of yamtiv. But now it makes sense because we're also going to be passing like this version of Rabbi Lazar, which is that you can shecht shalme simcha on erev yamtiv. Also, let me show you the Rambam here for just a moment. So the Rambam, this is in. This is in Hilchos Chagiga. Hilchos Chagiga, Perek Beis Halacha Yidalef. Here we go. Misha Hayulo Shalmi Neder Onedava. So I'll say, what I want to point out of here is something very interesting. You see, the way the Rambam is setting up this case is you have, you have to imagine the following scene. When you come to Yerushalayim for the Regalim, you're bringing Karbanos with you, Bepashtos, right? Because over the course of the year, you have Karbanos you have to bring. So maybe it's a Chatos, hopefully not. I have to bring a Chatos. But again, other times I have Shalmei Neder Onidava. I just have gift. I made a Neder, I made a Nedava. So I'll say, now watch this. So I'm bringing Shalmei Neder Onidava. So now I have to offer these up. So what the Aloha is saying is like something, and I shakht on Erev Yamtiv, Afa Pisha Achlam Biyamtiv, Eino Yotse Bahen Yedei Chovas Chagiga, Sheino Ba Ela Menachulin, Aval Yotsa Ba, Batsa Ba Yedei Chovas Simcha. So I've also heard that says explicitly, like Ravin's version of Rebbe Lazar, that Halacha Lamaisa, if you shakht a Shlamin before Yamtiv, it can't count for your Shalmei Chagiga. Why not? Because they're both saying obligatory yamtiv offerings can only come from Chulin. And remember, these Kabbalahs are already consecrated as a Shlamin. So it won't work for Shalmei Chagiga. But it will work for Shalmei Simcha. It will work for Shalmei Simcha. Why? Because you see from the Rambam, we don't, we don't paskin like this drasha of Vizavachta Vizamachta. That the Shechita does not have to happen here you don't have to shech shami simcha b'shas simcha, and therefore you shech on erev yamtiv. Therefore, is You could shech the shlamim erev yamtiv. Erev yamtiv. It will not count towards your shami chagiga but it will count towards your Shalmei Simcha. And therefore, I will say, kind of everything flows together. That's why there is a Mitzvah of Yamtiv on the first night of, of Yamtiv in general. And again, whether because now we know you could fulfill that with meat. You do have sacrificial meat. You do have Shalmei Simcha. Even or you could have Shalmei Simcha even on the first night of Yamtiv. But even in the absence of Shalmei Simcha meat, there are other ways to fulfill a mitzvah of simcha, yayin yashan, ksus nikia, old wine, clean clothing, so on and so forth. But I'll just mention that although we reject the drasha of vizavachta, visamachta, ultimately again mitzada halacha, it is absolutely halacha lamaisa mitzada hashkafa. Right? They'll say, what's the hashkafa? What's, what's the outlook of vizavachta, visamachta? They'll say, if you want real simcha in life, you have to be willing to engage a vizavachta to sacrifice something. You see, often in life, we want to have everything. You, you can't have everything. For one simple reason, not everything is good for me. And success in life comes from knowing what are the things I have to hold on to and what are the things I have to sacrifice. Because sacrifice, we often look at as a bad word, but a lot of times there are things that are holding me back in life. But I want them, I like them, I'm used to them, but they're holding me back. So unless I find the koach of vizavachta to give them up, I'm never really going to come to vizamachta. Because true simcha in life comes 
from leading a life of accomplishment, from leading a life of self-actualization, from becoming the best version of myself. But we all know I can only do that as if vizavachta, if halach is willing to sacrifice and let go of the things which are holding me back in life. So it might not be halach but vizavachta, visamachta, that mantra bosai is certainly hashkafa lamaisa. So the Gemara goes right. I'm going to have Kahano. So we'll say another, another, another incredible Gemara. So, Amrav Karaminayin, Le'emure Chagigas Chamishasar, Shenef Salin Belina. So we'll say, how do I know that the Emurin, so we'll say, remember again, these are Emurin are the leftover sacrificial parts. So how do I know that the leftover sacrificial parts of the Chagiga offered up on the 15th are Nifsal Belina? Now we'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. Le'emuri Chagigas Tezvav Shenefsal Belina, Ve'afa Pi Shezman Achilas Pesara Koyomachas. So we'll say, so remember again, if you offer up a Chagiga on the 15th, a regular Chagiga has a, wind, a consumption of window of two days and one night. So you could eat it. You could eat it the fifteenth, the night of the night of the sixteenth, the day of the sixteenth, up until nightfall of the seventeenth. But interestingly enough, the sacrificial parts ultimately again must be burned by the night of the sixteenth. So although it's interesting, so although you have two days, a two day window, a two day consumption window, you must burn the sacrificial parts. On the, by, the, by the end of the night after the first day of consumption. Because the Pasuk says, you shall not leave over literally again the fats of Mayamtiv until morning. And afterwards the Pasuk says, the high boker, the boker being referred to in the Pasuk is boker rishon, is the first one. What we're learning out here is as follows. Imagine you offer up the Chagiga on the 15th. So you have the, the day, let's say the morning of the 15th. You have the morning, you have the day of the 15th, the night of the 16th, and the day of the 16th to eat the carbon, right? It's only once the day of the 16th ends, we'll call it nightfall of the 17th, you can't eat the carbon. Yet, interestingly enough, the sacrificial parts must be burned by the morning of the 16th. Very interesting. So the sacrificial parts must be burned before the morning of the 16th. So they must be, they must be burned even before the window of consumption closes. The Gemara says, how do I know that? Because Boker Reishis. The Gemara says, Lameimra, the high Boker Boker Rishon. To say that when the Torah says you have to burn the sacrificial parts by the Boker, by the morning, it's reference to the first morning, not the second morning. Maskev for Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef raises the kasha, Taima de Kasev Reishis, Halo Kasev Reishis. So we'll say the only reason we say that is because it says Boker. And then the next Pasek, it says Reishis, the first. So therefore, I dash that you have to burn the sacrificial parts by the first morning, which again, for our purposes, this is the morning of the 16th. The Gemara says, Hello, Kasev Reishis, but if it wouldn't have said Reishis, Hava Amina, my Boker, I would have thought, what's Boker? Boker Shani. I would have thought that Boker means Boker Shani. And then, Halacha Lamaisa, when do you have to burn the sacrificial parts? And well, I could eat it on the 15th, I could eat it on the 16th, and Boker perhaps would mean until the morning of the 17th. I have to just get the sacrificial parts burned by the morning of the 17th. But is there such a thing as a carbon where you can't eat it? Already by evening, you can't eat it. 
but yet you still have more time to burn the sacrificial parts until the next morning. In other words, let's say, is that even like a tenable suggestion that Allah Isa, I can only go ahead and eat the meat up until nightfall of the 17th, but there's a habamina that you could burn the sacrificial parts until the morning of the 17th? Why not? What about Pesach? According to Belazah ben Azaria. Because Belazah ben Azaria holds that you could only eat the Kabam Pesach up until midnight. Up until midnight. And after midnight, the any meat that's left over after Chatzos becomes pasal. And yet, the Imurin at Safra. Yet, so you are allowed to go ahead and burn, you have until the morning to burn the sacrificial parts. To which the Gemara says, Amrava Rav Yosef Hachi Kakashile. This is Rav Yosef's Kasha. Mi ika midi de ilutana la basar la bairacious. Rav Kahana la imurin bairacious. Rav Yosef, what they were bothered by was as follows. When it comes to the consumption of the meat, you don't darshan racious, right? When it comes to the consumption of the meat, you take it for granted that you have two days. Yet when it comes to the burning of the sacrificial parts, that's where you apply racious to say that the sacrificial parts must be burned by the first morning, not the second morning. So we'll say what the Gemara is just intrigued by is this distinction in the application of the drushas. So Gemara says, my he, so what was the drush you're referring to? This Sanya, so the says over here. The says, Literally translated, you shall not go ahead and leave over from the meat that you have sacrificed in the evening. From the first day until the morning. So this comes to teach us about a chagiga that was offered up on Yudalid. That it could be consumed for two days and one night. Or maybe you would say it's only offered up, or only it's maybe for one day and one night. So when it says on the first day until the boker, that refers to the second morning, teaching you that the chagigas yudal, the chagigo offered up on the 14th, halacha lemaisek could be consumed for two days and one night. Oh, Maybe not. Maybe boker means the boker of the first day. But one second, I will say, how could you say that boker only means the first day? We have a cloud that the chagiga could be consumed for two days and one night. So the Gemara says, so I, man, mekayin, chagiga, neacheles, lishon, v'layla, echad. What does he mean saying that chagiga could be consumed for two days and one night? Chutz mizu. I will say, perhaps this is the exception. Perhaps chagiga that is offered up on your Dalit has a shorter window of consumption than a general chagiga. Kishu omer bo, im neder onedava. When the Pasik says, im neder onedava, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, kishu omer im neder, so I will say, when it says neder nedava, which we know again is consumed for two days, it teaches me that is also consumed for two days and one night. But again, I will say, how do I know? So I will say, you see what's happening over here? There's an interesting application. On one hand, when it comes to the sacrificial parts, we're using boker to teach me boker rishon, that the sacrificial parts must be burned by the first morning. But yet, interestingly enough, 
the Chagiga itself, when we see Boker, we assume Boker doesn't mean the first morning. That the Chagiga has the full window of consumption, which is two days and one night. So Amar Mar, Eina Ela Boker Rishon. I'm sorry. Amar Mar, O Eina Ela Boker Rishon. Maybe Boker means that even the Chagiga Siodalit can only be consumed until the first, first morning. Ha'amrit, the Gemara says, Kishu Omer, Biyom Harishon, Hare Boker Sheni Amar. But I, when it says Bilmarishon, it's telling me that what? That I have until the second morning. Hachikamar, this is what it means to say. Maybe the Pasik is making reference to two Chagigas. What are the two Chagigas? Achos Chagigas Yudalid, Achos Chagigas Tazvav. Both say, maybe we're making a distinction between a Chagiga offered up on the 14th and a Chagiga offered up on the 15th. What's the distinction? Vizula Bokra, Vizula Bokra. They have two different Bokers. Maybe the Chagigas Yodalid has to be consumed by the first morning, and the Chagigas Tasvav has until the second morning. Hader Amar Ela Dekaimalon Chagiga Nechelis Lishtayama Velayla Echad. Aye, but what about the fact that we have a general principle that says that the Chagiga can be consumed for two days and one night? Im Kain Im Neder Onadava Bemai. If that's case, both say neder nadav, which is the juxtaposition, which teaches me that a carbon could be consumed for two days and one night. What is that coming to include? If it's talking about a chagigos yodal, the pasuk says day and night. So both say, I don't need neder nadav to include anything else. Rather, you have to say the pasuk is coming to include the chagiga that is offered up on the 15th, and the other Pakistan is coming to include the chagiga offered up on the 14th, and therefore, ultimately coming to teach you that even a chagiga offered up on the 14th has a regular chagiga window of consumption, which is two days and one night. Then my boker, boker sheni. But the reason that's because it says, Yom Arishon la boker. And the boker that we're referring to ultimately again is boker sheni, the second morning. Ha, the Gemara says, Ha kolecha dixiv boker, stama boker rishon, the afagav de lokasav bey reishis. But he would infer from this that in any other context where it says boker, he would ultimately again assume that halacha lamaisa boker means boker rishon. So we'll say, so bottom line, halacha lamaisa, what comes out of this is, carbon chagiga always has the same window of consumption. And the window of consumption is two days and one night. Whether that carbon ultimately again is offered up on the 14th or it's offered up on the 15th, the window of consumption of two days and one night is always going to be the same. Now, both say that being said, the obligation to offer up the sacrificial parts is a, is a smaller, a smaller window, narrower window, less time to offer up the sacrificial parts than consumption. Halacha lamaisa, sacrificial parts will have to be burned by the first morning, even though halacha lamaisa, the window of consumption for the chagiga itself extends up to the second morning. Beautiful. We'll say that's that. I have. The, 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 the construct ultimately, so we'll say, so again, we emerge with an incredible amount of halacha lamaisa. We emerge ultimately again with the version of Rebbe Lazar, according to Ravin. We emerge ultimately again, Shami Simcha, could be offered up at Erev Yantav, Shami Chagiga, cannot. We reject Vizavachta Vizamachta halachically, although we go ahead and accept it hashkafically. We go ahead in the window for consumption of carbon Chagiga, whether it's Chagiga that is offered up on the 14th or the 15th, is going to be two days and one night. 
and the, but the obligation to burn the sacrificial parts will be by the first morning. In other words, whenever you offer it up, you have to burn the sacrificial parts by the end of that first night. Beautiful. Let's go a little bit weiter. Ha-Pesach she-shachtu So what's an interesting case here. So if you have a Pesach, that, so we'll say, we're, we're going to get into over here the concept of what's called Ta'a Bidvar. Well, let, let's see. So Ha-Pesach she-shachtu shalolishmo b'Shabbos. So we'll say, if you shecht a Korban Pesach, Shalom So what's happening over here is, you shecht a Korban Pesach on Shabbos. Now remember, we've already established, you're allowed to shecht the Pesach on Shabbos. That halacha is absolutely permitted. In this case over here, you're shechting the Pesach, Shalom So you're shechting it not for Korban Pesach, for some other purpose. Now we'll say, that's not allowed, and if you do that on Shabbos, Chayv alav chatos. Assuming you did it for gig, you're in violation of Shabbos, you have to bring a chatos. Similarly, if you shechted any other carbon on Shabbos, but you did it l'shem Pesach, im enon ruuyin chayev. If let's say also you shechted a calf or you shechted an animal more than a year old, a sheep more than a year old, so it's not really fit for Pesach, then Allah alam I say chayev achatos because you did something illegal on Shabbos, albeit unknowingly. Ve'im ruuyin hein. But say what happens if Allah alam I you went ahead and. You shechted, you had a sheep. And the sheep ultimately, again, was designated for a different carbon. But you went ahead and shechted it on Shabbos L'Shem Pesach. So the Imru'uyin hein, Rabbi Elazar mechaiv chatos. Rabbi Elazar says, you're still chayv chatos. You're chayv chatos, because you still violated Shabbos. You took an animal, consecrated for something else, and you offered it up for Pesach. Rabbi Yeshua Poter. Rabbi Yeshua ultimately, again, says that you're potter. And I'm say, if you look at Rashi for just a moment... Rashi says already this is two, four, six, seven lines down in the wide lines of Rashi. We show up out there. Dekasavar ta'abidvar mitzvah va'asa mitzvah kolduhu pater mechiv chatas. So we'll say, the Gemara is going to get into this, but this is going to be the fascinating sugya of what we call ta'abidvar mitzvah. So we'll say ta'abidvar mitzvah means like this, that when you do something mistaken, mistakenly, you make a mistake, but your mistake has the framework of a proper mitzvah. So Rabbi, so Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshua is going to be of the opinion that there is no liability for that. So for example, if you took a sheep that was within a year, which is a proper carbonic animal for carbon Pesach, and you go ahead, and you, but you had it designated for a, a chatos, but on Shabbos you shechted l'shem Pesach, Rabbi Yoshua says that's called tolabidvar mitzvah. You made a mistake, but you made a mistake in the context of the proper performance of a mitzvah, your potter. So we'll say, we'll have to define the parameters of that in the Gemara. Amr li Rabbi Lazar, Ma'im Pesach shumutu l'shmo, kishashin ha'shmo chayiv. So Rabbi Lazar, that makes no sense. If you had an animal designated as a Pesach, but you ended up offering it up for a different purpose on Shabbos, you'd be chayiv v'chatos. Zvachim she'en asurun l'shmon. Therefore, Rabbi say, let's say you took an, a, an animal that was designated as a different carbon, and now you offered it up as a carbon Pesach. Eino din she'i chayiv. Certainly you should be chayiv for that. Rabbi Yeshua says it's different. If you took a Pesach and you offered it up for another sacrificial purpose, you offered it up for something that is Aser on Shabbos. But if you took another sacrifice that was designated for a different type of carbon and you offered it up for Pesach, so you switched it, but you switched it for something that is permitted to be offered on Shabbos, you certainly shouldn't be Chayiv. Amr al-Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar will say, 
Offering up of sacrificial parts and communal offerings will prove this. Shein mutar and lishman. So ultimately, you're going to both say, they are mutar if shechted lishma, vashochet lishman chayiv. But yet ultimately, again, if you shechted lishman, I'm going to say, we're going to see in the Gemara exactly what all of these arguments are. If you shechted lishman, you're chayiv. I'm going to be Yeshua. Lo, im amrit be'imurei tzibor sheishlan kitzla. See, I'm going to say, karbanos tzibor are different. Why? Because I'm going to say, how many karbanos tzibor are offered up? One of each type, right? Communal offerings is one carbon per type. Tamar bePesach she'in lo kitzva. Yet a carbon Pesach, Rabbi said, there is no limit. Meaning, what that means is multiple carbonos Pesach are offered up. Rabbi Meir Omer af hashochit l'shem emurit sibor pater. Rabbi Meir actually says, Rabbi said, if you shecht an animal on Shabbos and you shechted l'shem carbon sibor, a particular type of carbon sibor that could be offered up on Shabbos, halacha la'maisa, Rabbi Meir holds that you are pater. So again, what we are introduced to over here is a fascinating concept of toa bidvar mitzvah. Rabbi Yeshua is, so again, in general, we assume if you violate Shabbos accidentally, you're chayiv chatos. Rabbi Yeshua says it depends. If your accidental act really resembles a mitzvah in a comprehensive way, you're potter. Now, the distinction between shogeh and tabidvar mitzvah is what the Gemara is going to have to clarify a little bit. Let's finish the Mishnah. Shachtu shaliach lav shalolu menuyav. If you want to add in, you shachted on Shabbos. You shachted a karam pesach shalolu och lav shalolu menuyav. For people who can't eat the carbon, let's say someone who's old, sick. Shalolu menuyav. People who are not part of the chabura. La'arelin, uncircumcised. La'tmeya, people who are tamei chayiv. Because remember again, what you've effectively done is you've shechted a karban on Shabbos that is not fit for consumption. So you violated Shabbos. You And remember, you shechted it for a group of people who can't eat it and can't eat it. People who are tamay and are tar. People who are part of the Chabura, not part of the Chabura. People who are circumcised, uncircumcised, then you're potter. Because you also remember again, as long as someone in that group can eat the carbon Pesach, then your shechita is warranted. Last case, we'll say, watch this. Let's say you shechit the carbon Pesach, and after you shechit it, you discover a mum. Now we'll say that mum they're describing over here is an external mum. A moon that you should have seen before the carbon. So before, after I shake the carbon, I find the animal has a wart. Let's say we saw it before. That's a moon. I should have seen it before. So the animal's invalid. I should have seen it before, but I didn't do a close enough examination. I'm chayiv. In other words, I have accidentally violated Shabbos. Shachto v'nimsa. Trefa b'seiser potter. But I will say, if I shechted the animal, it had no external mum, but then I shechted that I open it up and I find that it's a trefa. So if Rabbi said, really, the animal is invalid for consumption, I'm potter. Well, obviously, why am I potter? Because that I could, I could not have foreseen. I could not have foreseen. Shachtu v'nodu shemashchua b'aylem esyadam. O shemesu o shenitmu potter. Bimnei shashachat b'rshaz. Rabbi said, listen to the following case. What happens if halacha l'maysa? Halacha l'maysa, I shechted the carbon. And then I find out after I shechted that all of the members of my chabura switched chaburas. They switched chaburas. So I'll say, so it turns out I shechted a carbon pesach, not for a chabura, which is an illegal act. I'm potter. Why am I potter? I'll say, common theme. 
You can only be chayyav for things that are in your control. So if there was a mum on the animal, but you didn't pay enough attention, so therefore you missed the mum before you shechted it, that's your chayyav for. But let's say if you shechted and you find an internal mum, the animal's a treifa, or you shechted thinking you had a chabura, and then after you, after you shechted, you find out that halacha lemaisa, there's no more chabura, there's no more chabura. So we'll say in that case, halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, in that situation, those are situations, sorry, those are situations you could not have controlled and therefore, halacha lemaisa, you will be potter. Shabbos says, therefore, the Mishnah introduces us to this concept of ta'a bidvar mitzvah, which we'll have to see the scope of it. The distinction between a shogig and a shogig that resembles, a shogig that you're chayyah for, and a shogig that resembles the mitzvah enough that you're not going to be chayyah for it. Furthermore, again, you're chayyah for situations that you could have foreseen and prevented, and of course, potter for ones that you could have not. Shabbos, we'll stop over here.